You could be seated. I have a message for you today out of the Bible. The Bible is God's word. Aren't you glad I'm preaching from the Bible? And it is, that's my major job to preach the word, to all of us to be ready in season and out of season, to reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and great uh, instruction. So God, I ask for you as the, the Holy Spirit as our teacher to guide us in precision ways in the interpretation of these words that we can unpack this, apply this, and be found to be doers of the word, and that we ask for the miraculous and the supernatural and the divine in our human existence. So we see the salvation of the Lord, breakthrough, answers to prayer, and great light washing our paths and uh, pushing back evil. We take our shields of faith and we extinguish all the flaming arrows of the devil over our country, over our region, over our households. And we thank you. We're having a really terrific holiday, uh, Thanksgiving week, where we're thankful all the time. We enter in with Thanksgiving. In everything, we give thanks. For this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Everybody say amen. Amen. Yeah, so I want to go to a couple of areas of Scripture. Uh, First, uh, Old Testament verse, Zechariah chapter 4. Uh, verse 1 uh, through 10. Zechariah is in the Old Testament, uh, just, oh, kind of back uh, where I didn't put my bookmark. So let's see, let's get creative. Micah is there, and then Habakkuk is there. Is it after Habakkuk? Yes. Haggai, I'm going. Zephaniah, there's Zechariah. Yes, hello. Good to see you, Zechariah. <clears throat> All right. I feel some relief now. I found him. <clears throat> He's an Old Testament prophet that made, along with Zerubbabel, some uh, profound uh, insights in their time. Can I tell you that this is God's documented history, and it's pertinent for us. All Scripture is inspired by God, and it's pertinent for us. So we could learn from the Word of God and rightly divide the Word and understand Old Testament principles and the fulfillment of prophecies, and we can see patterns. There's a really good pattern in here about the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking to you about discernment, being uh, led by the Holy Spirit. The reminder I have for you is Romans 8.14. Uh, it says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I, you know, in, in the Psalms, it says that our uh, steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. And if we will engage with God in the new birth, John chapter 3, verse 3 says, you must be born again, born of the Spirit. He later then says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So Dr. Mark Ortnow and I share uh, great-grandfather and grandfather duties with little Harmony Perry, uh, Kingston and Maddie, uh, their little baby, and she is three months old today. So she has a three-month birthday. Did you know that, great-grandpa? Now you do, yeah. Yeah, run out and buy a gift on your way home. But uh, we, you know, she has that three-month birth marker. I have a 50-year new birth marker, November 72. I became a Christian when I was a three-month-old baby. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I had a, my, my physical birthday is February 22nd. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Uh, Spiritually, I was born again in November and baptized in the Holy Spirit 
within a few minutes uh, of that uh, moment. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful I was born, and I'm grateful I was born again because I, you can't have one without the other. And uh, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. We have human bodies. We have brains. We have five physical senses. We have intuition that's, you know, sort of a, a dimension of our brain. And, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, it's very telling Romans 8, 14 says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So this means that it's a byproduct and part and parcel of of a new birth is a spiritual sensitivity gets activated. And God uh, downloads in us the means by which we can know the master's voice. You know, I had a transistor radio that had the capability of picking up radio signals. I'm still fascinated by that technology. And uh, I am also equally and even more fascinated that as a born-again believer, I have the capacity, like it says in John 10, he says, my sheep know my voice, but the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Now that will deception-proof us if we'll listen to the Lord, because the Holy Spirit will always and only guide us into all the truth. And uh, I'm so thankful that God has has brought me out of darkness. I was in the gym and I talked to a gentleman, a retired dentist, uh, who just won a tournament for being more physically fit than me. And so I, I thanked him for taking it, ta- you know, winning one for the home team, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, he said, hey, I, and we, his name's Greg, I'm Jeff, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, I really appreciate your, your stand for Jesus. And I, I didn't realize he was a Christian. And we ended up getting saved around the same time period, about the same age. And he said, what were you afraid of when you first got saved? I said, well, I was afraid I I would get deceived or fall away or uh, lose my friends. And I did lose my friends, but thankfully God has preserved me and kept me out of a ditch. What what about you? He said, yeah, I was because I had so many bad habits, I was afraid this was just going to be a fad. But we were both standing there toe-to-toe in the gym rejoicing that Jesus had done this work on the inside of us. And as marvelously fit as this man is, a little bit older than me, uh, which is a great example, very admirable. Bodily exercise is profitable, but spiritual exercise is profitable in this life and the life to come. So welcome to God's gym. I have come to pump you up. <laughs> and uh, and, and it, with, these, with these realities that, that, that there's a spiritual dimension, though invisible yet real, and this enlightens us. This lets us know. And I, I love John chapter 3, verse 6. It, it says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it. Uh, he said, but you do not know where it comes from and you, and, or where it is going. You do not know where it comes from or where it's going. <clears throat> this sort of epitomizes my life. You know, there's just this sense that there's a destiny. There's a sense that God's going to pull it off. He's going to come through, right? And it's a life of faith, isn't it? And, you know, God starts something, and we're just, and then life happens, and storms come, and disappointments hit, and issues, challenges. You know, the Bible says persecution arises for the word's sake. 
And if those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, none of us love or relish that stuff, but it's good to know that is what it is. And yet John, Jesus said in John, another verse in John 16, he said, I've spoken these things to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. Aren't you glad God clarified that? He said, but take courage, be of good cheer, stand firm, don't quit, be brave. I have overcome the world. And in John's epistles, he said, in chapter 5 and chapter 4 and 5, he said that, that when you're born of God, you overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So I'm actually preaching this so it'll build your faith about your sensitivity and receptivity to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Say this with me. I can, and I will, and I am led by the Holy Spirit. Can be and will be and are led by the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's no coincidence we're here this morning. I believe God ordered our steps. We could be in a lot of places doing a lot of things, but God brought us here. You say, well, it's a disciplined rhythm. We're, you are disciplining yourself for the purpose of godliness, and actually that is part of yielding to the Holy Spirit. It's not all sensation. There are sensational things that can and will and do happen in the body of Christ and in our lives, but sometimes we'll miss the supernatural if we chronically crave uh, the sensational. Uh, sensational stuff comes and goes, uh, but they're not the dominant um, thing. There's this subtle yet real, consistent prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I'm convinced, due to the fact that God wants us to grow up, uh, as we go, he wants us to not be looking for and yearning for outward signs, audible voices, people giving us words, but where we're following the subtle promptings and the inward witness, the, 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 this is what I really want to bring to you today, and Jeremiah, I mean, uh, Zechariah has this in here, but I want to say this in Proverbs 20, 27, uh, that it says the spirit of a man is the lamp or the candle of the Lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. The Holy Spirit the Bible says he'll take from Jesus and he'll reveal to us. He always guides us in the truth. And uh, so there is a thing that happened to us on the new birth that enables us to sense and understand the nuances of the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And it's wonderful. Aren't you grateful for this? These are God's primary ways to guide us. These are God's primary ways to do things in the kingdom for the nation of Israel, and now for the body of Christ, for the church. And it says here in Zechariah chapter 4, so now listen to this interesting prophetic word through this Hebrew prophet. Shall we? We'll look here, and then we'll end up in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But I want to underscore this. How many of you would like to be led by the Holy Spirit? How many of you would like to nail it more consistently and go home and go, man, hallelujah, I had a, I had a hallelujah today. God just set it up. I got to pray with this person. I got to give to this person. I got to encourage this person. Somebody was close to eternity. Somebody was suicidal. I got to walk them through it. I got to help them out, right? I mean, that's pretty intense what I just said, but this is what's out there. Uh, the world's gone very harsh when it says, realize this, that in the end times, perilous times will come. 
it's become a danger zone. You just watch a little bit of the news and you can see how harsh the climate is in these end times. But we have to go into these truths and get fortified spiritually so we go out into the mission field of our lives um, endowed with and, and, and energized by and equipped for these purposes. So with the, 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 our spirit is in touch with the Holy Spirit. God, we don't need psychics. We don't need tarot cards. We don't need, a, we don't need Ouija boards. We don't need uh, Zodiac stuff. You know, somebody said, what sign are you born under? I'm born under the sign of the cross. You know, what's that star? That's the star of David. You know, I just try my best to deflect that stuff because I, I participated in that in a dabbling when I was a kid. And then I saw in the scriptures, God condemns all that. Those are counterfeits. And the devil can manipulate those. And, but, but this is a safe zone. The Holy Spirit and God's word, it's a very safe zone. And we could go to it. And the Holy Spirit will never contradict the word of God. And he'll never, ever deflect us away from Jesus. And it'll never be more than Jesus or the Bible. So watch out when people say, I have a greater revelation than the Bible. Or I know more than Jesus and that kind of stuff. Oh, no, you don't. I'm sticking with the basics, right? But then in the basics, there are dynamic, wonderful, powerful things. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Zechariah, but first John, uh, in John it says, it is to your advantage that I go away because I'm going to send you a helper, John 16, 7. And in the Amplified Bible, he's described in seven facets. He's a comforter, a helper, a counselor, the advocate, intercessor, standby, strengthener. I love these things. He's the God of all comfort. When we, He'll wipe away the tears from our eyes and help us through the bitter harshness of life. He's our helper in every way. He'll, 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 he'll pick up the, the load and he'll help us out. Um, you know, again, I was in the gym, you know, and, and I, I was being urged to pick up more weight. And my trainer said, I'll help you to get me started. Because from here to here was hard. But once I got here, I was able to engage my muscles. But that far reach, I needed help. So here it came down, and I had just enough help, and then I was able to proceed. The, the Lord has done that with our church over and over again. He's just right there to help us. And we feel like we've got the whole load, and then we notice the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are on the other three corners. Right? So I'm, we're carrying a grand piano, and it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit helping us out. Right? You can say this, that God's been good to you since you were a little kid, and he's faithful to you all the way to your last breath, and he'll be with you when you lapse into eternity, and in the twinkling of an eye, you'll stand before the Lord, it'll be so good, and you'll think, wow, why did I ever stress out over that? This was an amazing journey. Amen? And we'll be able to cast our crowns at his feet, the comforter, the helper, the counselor, the advocate, the intercessor, the standby, the strengthener. He's there for us. He's in, in, standing in the gap. He's right alongside, and he's with us. Zechariah chapter 4. Then the angel who was speaking with me returned and roused me as a man who is awakened from his sleep. He said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see, and behold, a lampstand all of gold with its bowl on the top of it, and its seven lamps on it with seven spouts belonging to each of the lamps which are on the top of it. Here's the scenario. These lamps, this had a bowl that I guess was a gravity feed for the oil, 
And there, he sees this vision of this, and, and yet he's perplexed. And the Lord, this angel, is sent by the Lord to bring revelation. And he says, also, I see two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl and the other on its left side. So that's the provision that olives produce olive oil. How many of you know there's olive oil? We have that now. It's in our diet. It's supposed to be good for us. Uh, so, but yet it was fuel for the, the lamps. And so this was this divinely occurring thing. And so the angel he, uh, uh, who was speaking with me said, what are these, my Lord? The, he said to the angel, what are these, my Lord? And the angel who was speaking with me answered me and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, nope. I love this. I appreciate people that say, could you run this by me again? I, I want to get it. This is where the devil steals stuff when we don't understand. So right now, it's like, what is God saying here about this? He says, no, I don't, I don't understand this. Run this by me again. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to you, Zerubbabel, saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Here's what I see in this visual of bowls and trees, and a lampstand, golden lampstand, and oil, and fire. Look, look up here. It's not man's methodology that got you and me here. It's not by might or by power of human effort or mankind's efforts, but it's by his Holy Spirit. When Jesus and God the Father were creating the universe, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. He's still the empowerment of the church. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And here's the primary purpose for the day of Pentecost, to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. God's called us on the information superhighway. God's called us in our daily lives, our tract homes, our apartment complexes, our job settings, our cubicles, wherever we go on the highways and byways. He's called us out of darkness He's called us into this marvelous light. There was a chaplain for the Confederacy that, um, that E.M. Bounds was his name. He founded Shelbyville, Illinois. He was imprisoned for a year during the war between the states. But he wrote some fantastic things about prayer. And uh, one of the things he said is God isn't looking for better methods. He, he's looking for better, he said, men, but better people, men and women. People that, of prayer, people the Holy Spirit can use. People are looking for novel methods and machinery. God doesn't really move on machinery. He moves on, he moves on people. And I'm telling you, what I'm advocating here is, is significant because uh, we're going to see this as we finish with 1 Corinthians 2. Paul did, was aware of this, probably read this. This is a very captivating verse. Who's ever heard? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's in this obscure book. I, I've been a pastor for over 40 years. I had a hard time finding it in my Bible. But yet it stands out and, in fact, is one of the strong, strong realities of the whole, our whole Christian uh, journey. Is, is it's, it's not, it's never has been nor ever will be by power, by, by man's methodology. 
when Nimrod tried to build the Tower of Babel as an affront to God, basically, hey, we don't need stones. We'll make our own man-made materials. We'll make bricks. We're going to build a tower to God. We don't really need to go with his system. We'll do it our way. That's the humanistic mindset that has crippled generation after generation. But when we have a worldview based on and predicated on uh, our Heavenly Father, the Creator, the initiator of this whole thing, we recognize Him to be the, the comforter, the, the, the helper, the counselor, the advocate, the intercessor, the standby, and the strengthener, then we're on to something. Right now, this is, He's pouring strength into your situation. Right now, this very message is clarifying to you like it did to Zerubbabel through Zechariah by the angel. <laughs> did you catch that? All these names and all these people were real, and they were trying to figure it out. And they're like, what, what are you saying to me, God? I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to use you in a particular flow. And it, like it said in the Proverbs, the spirit of a man or woman is the lamp or the candle of the Lord. God is a spirit, it says in John 4. Those who worship must worship him in spirit and in truth. Get this? We have flesh. We have souls. Uh, we have spirits. We are spirits. We have souls. We live in bodies. We are three-part being. There's the outer man and the inner man. The inner man is comprised of the soul and the spirit. And only the Bible, only the word can divide soul and spirit. I've done a lot of things soulishly that were just originating in my own uh, thinking and influence from others and opportunity. And I regret having committed to those things without first going to the standby, the counselor, the intercessor, the helper. No, you know, no one knows the mind of God but the Holy Spirit. And his spirit wants to bear witness with our spirit. Now, this shouldn't get you stuck. It should actually liberate you. But it should liberate us toward making sure... We're following what the word says, and we're not, we're not overriding that inward witness, and that we're being led by the Holy Spirit. The man that makes haste with his feet errs, but no, no scripture advocates procrastination either. You can't move to parked car, so God wants us to be deployed and move, but we watch for that green light, the flashing yellow light, or the red light. And if, it, you know, we, if we don't get a red light, we just keep moving forward. Even with a flashing yellow light, it's caution. So we're vigilant. We're to be alert and sober and proceed. Like I said, you can't move, to move a parked car. But I'm not advocating a bunch of hyperactivity. I've seen that go too far. Let's just let's do a bunch of stuff lest we do nothing. Do something lest we do nothing. And, and God will bless the work of our hands. Let's just go for it. And, and, and it, that, that's, that seems like uh, would be a good thing to do unless we... Uh, we have to consider, are we confusing activity with achievement? Uh, activity is not necessarily achievement. Inactivity is, is lethargy unless God is saying, have a year of jubilee, rest, make the land rest, wait on the Lord, trust him. See what I'm saying? And so, see, I know I'm speaking to a wide arena of very various personalities, and we all have our tendencies. And when you grow and you mature, you become more open and you see your strengths and your weaknesses. So you have to factor that in and say, hey, okay, God, I don't want to use waiting on the Lord to justify uh, uh, inactivity and lethargy 
uh, and, or I don't want to use, uh, I'm going to be led by the Spirit to lunge and run after 50 million things. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So here he says, the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Marilyn Hickey, the great Bible teacher from Colorado, she references Zerubbabel and said that he was a guy who kind of had an inkling that God was going to do something, but he wasn't quite sure what it was. But the Lord was calling him into leadership, but, and he wasn't really reluctant, but he was just in this juxtaposition where he's trying to discern what the Lord is saying, and, I, and she got it out of this verse here. And this is Zerubbabel, but the Lord's being faithful to speak into his life, and the Old Testament prophets did this sort of thing. In the New Testament, we have a more sure word of prophecy, and we have the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad? That's speaking to us. He said, and then he says in verse 7, What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. Doesn't this sound familiar like Mark chapter 11, verse 22, have faith in God. Verse 23, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does a doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he said shall come to pass. The, the, he said, what are you, O great mountain? Right in the context of this, these lamps and these trees and these, this oil, let me tell you what it symbolizes. We need God. And God is going to be God, and if we'll yield to him and rely on him, we'll have an amazing outcome. And oh yeah, we will face mountains, but we will have the backing of those bowls filled with the provision of the oil, which represents the Holy Spirit, right? You know that where you're at right now, your better days are ahead of you. I have some amazing testimonies. I have in tracking the critical events of this church or my own personal life or family, uh, some amazing, wonderful moments. The Lord's been good to us. He's rescued. He's picked you up off the floor of near death, some of you. He's brought you through hurt and, and hot tears. He's brought you through elation. He's brought you through depression. He's brought you through ups and downs, trials and breakthroughs. And yet, we know we go from glory to glory. And there are mountains that try to loom before us. And yet, they can be removed with shouts of grace, grace to it. And in fact, he'll bring forth the top stone. You know, yesterday we had Brian and Chelsea over. We had our early Thanksgiving and he proposed to my daughter in the arch. He rented the entire arch, closed it off. I know because many, many people were turned away. He paid for it uh, as if they had come. It was uh, pretty, it was uh, lavish, you know. And, and uh, Chelsea had never been up there. She said, I will only go up in the arch with my husband. So all the time she'd bring friends in, she'd just say, you go up there. I'm not going up there until I meet my husband. So she finally got to go up in the arch and it was kind of an interesting and special moment. And they got all the way up there and there are these little windows up at the top. And how many of you have seen the video of the 60s when they built that arch and they put that final piece up there? That's called the capstone or the top stone. And in physics, those two legs, they, they, that little arch, the arch is one of the strongest things. That's why the Romans used it for aqueducts and why they used it in all their architecture. Um, and it's architecture, arches. And, and that St. Louis arch has that top stone. That's a critical piece. And I want to tell you prophetically, the Lord has answers 
in the education systems, in, in, the, in the business sector, in family, in religion, in all the variables of, of, of the, the high points of, of, the, of the zones of societies. And, and we can shout and speak to the mountain and we could also command that top stone to be removed and cause and create and trust God for a wave of breakthrough that we see the, 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 the floodgates of heaven pour out on our generation. We just came to 8 billion and I'm believing God for hundreds of millions of souls to be saved, but it's not gonna be by might. It's not gonna be by power. Yesterday, I think God gave me an idea uh, another one of those billion soul thoughts of how to reach a billion souls. God spoke to my heart years ago and he said, you're going to be on platforms that haven't been created yet. I didn't even understand what that meant. Now I'm looking back and they call these things platforms. And so I'm believing God, I who am reluctant, I who see the darkness on it. And yet the message of the gospel is the message of the gospel. It has to be, it has to go through these, these venues, but it's not going to be by might not going to be by power but by the holy spirit and i hear my i hear the music listen to this verse eight the word also the word of the lord came to me saying also guys uh that the hands of zerubbabel have laid the foundation of the house and his hand will finish it jesus being the author and the finisher of our faith faithful is he who calls you he'll also bring it to pass it says in first uh, Thessalonians 5 then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you for who has despised the day of small things but these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in in uh, the hand of Zerubbabel these are the eyes of the Lord which range to and fro throughout the earth the eyes of the Lord are looking for people who will not lean on their own understanding who will not use human methodology as the final say, but will be led by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter two. My time's running away from me, but I wanna get this over to you. Uh, chapter two of first Corinthians. Did I say first Corinthians? And when I came to you, brethren, Paul said to the Corinthians, I did not come to you, to you with superiority of speech or of wisdom proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For, look at verse two, he must have read Zechariah four. I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I determined. This was, this was my, my mission, to keep it simple, keep it basic, keep it essential. He said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And he, so he wasn't into confidence building, he wasn't into some bravado, he wasn't into some showboat thing. He was, I'm, I am trusting in the message of the gospel. He said, my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and of power. I, I, am, I want this to be of the Holy Spirit, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, but on the power of God, right? So here's how I close. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Pray in the spirit and build spiritual muscle. Uh, continue in the word. God's word is spirit and it's life. If you've lapsed and you've sown into your flesh, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap decay. But if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap life everlasting. So we must, we who are following Jesus, we've got to trust God to help us that we get strengthened spiritually. We, we build up 
we're less carnal, less fleshly, we're more spiritually in tune. That doesn't mean holier than thou or overly religious. It just means we're strengthened. Where the strength of our lives is, is God is the strength of our lives. His grace is the strength of our lives. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And then from that, we're able to uh, see a situation and bridle our tongue or or wait a little bit and know what to say or, or, or turn here, turn here and be led by the Holy Spirit. And there are some amazing adventures that await us. This is the mission field outside these four walls, right? And God wants to do something exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask or think, right? So let's say this with me, not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit. I walk in the Spirit, I'm born in the Spirit, I'll live by the Spirit. And God will sensitize me and train me to know the Master's voice. And the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. Go like this, go, I will not follow. Say, no, 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 no. Some of you are looking at me. I'm not doing that, Pastor Jeff. Say this with me. No, 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 no. Come on, you can do it. Wag that finger. No, no, no. Let's all stand up on our feet. God bless you guys. Father, I pray the joy of the Lord, supernatural strength, in fact, let's just do this. Let's just submit to God right now. Let's just submit to God. You guys are, I see you raising up hands while you're putting your arms in your sleeves because it's freezing cold outside. Once you get your arms in your sleeves, lift up holy hands. Anybody that needs to receive Jesus, do it now. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Repent and open up to him and trust him. Anybody that needs to rededicate, anybody that needs to refine, who in here would like to grow a little bit in all these areas? Wave your hands at me. Lord, we trust you to sensitize us. We trust you to help us to be less carnal, less fleshly. We're not relying on our own limited thinking, but on that we have the mind of Christ. We trust you to guide us. And I pray for supernatural moments, supernatural opportunities, quickenings, awakenings, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating through these men and women. And I pray blessing on their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Go out with joy. Have a great day. Sign up for the ladies' breakfast. We'll see you later.